Thursday, and you know what that means. It's Max Wrestling episode 373. This is your captain speaking along with El Jefe, Moses Marquez. As you can see, things are a little bit different. We're trying something a little bit different. We've gone to Zoom instead of Skype. And honestly, we're finding new shit that Skype didn't have. I said, not too bad. Not too bad. <laughs> uh, also, happy Cinco de Mayo. Um, as we used to have special Star Wars episodes on the show yesterday with Star Wars Day, so also happy Revenge of the Fifth. Ah, I like it. We both got Grogu's, of course, representing. Uh, so, coming up this week, we're predicting Backlash. Yay. Uh, <laughs> who, who the fuck is the predictions champion right now? Ah, oh, that's true. It, it's weird. We don't really seem to have as many pay-per-views as we used to. Um. Also, updates on the AEW video game, WWE's latest budget cuts, and more from Dynamite last night. But before we get into any of that, let's find out what other people think about it. Len, let me tell you, the IQ on these guys is on par with Amber Heard's PR team. It's shit marks say. (laughs) (laughs) Can you believe the shit these marks say? Kicking things off as usual, TikTok nerds, but uh, it's been a relatively quiet week this week. You've just been kicking it with some cool stitches this week. Shocking. Nobody's been giving you shit. No, I mean, um, no bad takes by it's been quiet for wrestling TikTok. That's the whole thing. It's actually been quiet for not just me, for even the big wigs. And so when um, <clears throat> when I was like looking at the whole thing and it was just oh, I'll stitch this guy, I'll stitch that guy. It was uh, there was one big popular question going around thanks to heel Kevin. Uh, and it was one that I ended up posting like another additional video on. And it was who is the best uh, wrestler to come outside of uh, like the sport of wrestling? You know, who's coming from an outside sport? Mm-hmm. Immediately, I had like six people tell me Kurt Angle. And I'm like, as much as I'm about that because of an amateur wrestler background and the whole nine. It's very easy to go from wrestling to wrestling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The transition has been smooth for a lot of dudes. I mean, you can look at the entire varsity club for crying out loud. Okay. The Steiners, I could, I could go on. I really could, but like it would, it, I would take all day. So for me, that that's too much. That's out. So the original, original, original idea was to like, think of guys in different sports, like, uh, like the basketball players, like the Kevin Nash's, the big shows. Uh, the the football players, the the Bronco Nagurski, my guy, I ended up going with Ernie Ladd. One, because he's a Charger. Shout out to the Chargers. But two, <laughs> because if, if you know anything about like 60s, 70s wrestling, Ernie fucking Ladd was the man. Ernie the Cat Ladd was the man. 
So he was like my number one go to. But then you also you got to think about like some of the other dudes. And one of the guys that got brought up in a couple instances or the one guy that got brought up in a couple instances is the one guy that nobody he nobody plays up to his baseball career. And that's Randy Savage, Larry Paul. Oh, yeah, he was. He actually played for the St. Louis Cardinals. He was a catcher. I said pitcher. I don't know where the fuck <laughs> I was. I might. That's why I like pinned a comment. I was like, I totally meant catcher. I my brain went that way. I'll tell you what. But it's 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 a crazy idea to think probably one of the bigger, if not the bigger stars of the late 80s uh, through the 90s, even through the 90s. And, and Randy Savage could have had a fucking legit baseball career, like legit. You know what I mean? So and 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 at the same time, now that I'm talking all this, shame on me for not including my man, Pat McAfee. I thought that would have been your go to guy. It should have been my go to guy. But it, <laughs> but you know what? Randy Savage is a great answer because I think a lot of people are actually unaware he used to play baseball. He was a good catcher. Like I said, I believe he played. I want to say it was one year total with the Cardinals, but I want to say he played like he played double A and triple A ball. He was a ball player. He was a legit ball player. Nice. Um, well, since TikTok nerds didn't want to be nerds this week, uh, let's go to the other social media nerds. We're kicking it off with Wonder the Pooh. Wonder. Um, his name is Wonder, and his picture is a bear. So Wonder the Pooh. So. Uh, this is regarding New Japan's low ratings on Access TV. Oh, shit. Uh, another guy commented, like 100 people in all of the U.S. get that channel. So Wonder the Pooh replies, or like 50 million, if New Japan was worth watching, people would watch it. Or like 50 million. If it was worth watching. Somebody get this dude more wedding segments. So, I mean, first off, like the, the, the last part of that, that's the worst take of it all. But let's let's look at that number for real. Is access television on 50 million televisions in the United States as a, as an owner of a, of multiple televisions in my home, I subscribe to direct TV. We have the whole gimmick. Guess what? We don't have access. You know how many people out there don't have access a lot more than you're fucking saying. So let, but let's, let's take that because, you know, sure. It's a, it's a niche thing. You know what I mean? You can get access to access, even though that was my joke forever. I have no access to access. Let's throw that out the window. You're going to tell me that you're not going to find new Japan wrestling. A little bit entertaining, a little bit, just a little bit. Now, again, I'm a TikTok. I'm, I am a wrestling TikToker. Let me keep it like that. I'm a wrestling TikToker. We don't do dances. We don't do dances. Uh, I, I do weird, like random vidges, but no dances. Um, <laughs> our most watched video or the most watched video on the Max Wrestling TikTok right now is of Scott Norton coming back to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Scott Norton, a dude who's in his 50s. I want to say, no, he's got to be 60s. He's got a old. All right. Motherfucker old. He his video, a video of him coming back is well over 11,000 views for Scott Norton at a New Japan house show, a New Japan strong house show. Okay. You it's, 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 I've said it to other people that have given me the whole uh, Dolph Ziggler is better than Kenny Omega nonsense. You live in the bubble. That is the E 
And the day you decide to get out of that bubble, your fucking mind is going to blow up. It is going to blow up because you're going to realize, holy crap, this is wrestling. When I'm watching on the E, it's it's wrestling ish. But this this is fucking wrestling. And when you when you stumble across that, I want you to go back on your fucking Twitters and I want you to go back on your fucking Facebooks and I want you to just fucking start deleting. Start deleting because that's the thing. You need to open your fucking eyes in order to see the other side of the world. Right now they're doing this. And that's not going to get nobody nowhere. You can't WWE walk around safety with bubble. What was that goddamn movie that on fucking Netflix where you couldn't open your eyes? Oh, the boogeyman. Oh, bird box. There you go. They're fucking they're bird boxes. <laughs> they also reminded me of the other movie where um, John Travolta lives in a plastic bubble. John, what the fuck? I think it was literally called The Boy in the Plastic Bubble. That uh, was not John Travolta. Was it not? That was not John. Unless that's was he in it? Bubble Boy. I'm thinking of the legit. Probably I'm thinking of the funny one. There was a funny one. The boy who lived in a bubble. Let's take a look. Word of God, there's one called Bubble Boy. There's one called Bubble Boy too, where he fucking like runs and the fucking arms are flapping, and the fucking and somehow I he gets- swear there was one with John Travolta. I was, the dude looks like no, he doesn't. Yeah, let's, let's Google John Travolta with it. <laughs> God. The boy in the plastic bubble, 1976. Oh well, maybe there you go. That's an old movie. Yeah, John Travolta. He. He was he the boy in the bubble, or was he just in the movie? He was just in the movie about the bubble. He was uh, the man. No, no, he is the boy in the bubble. Oh shit! So Can that was back. the boy in the plastic bubble. Let's take a look at Bubble Boy. <laughs> this is going way off wrestling. Wait, I'm about to say like, <laughs> Bubble Boy, 2001. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh fuck! It's shit. actually a remake of the John Travolta one, or inspired by it. I was gonna say, but yet they made it funny. Yeah, it's a it's a musical. All right. <laughs> um, oh. Also, back to wrestling. Scott Norton is sixty. Oh my god! Holy shit! Well, I mean, thank God he didn't bump that hard. Okay, so speaking of old fuckers, um, <laughs> a triple A. We were watching uh, Triple Mania. Yeah, and that that is the most popular video right now. A whole this motherfucker 70 years. He was a month out of his birthday. That I can't this motherfucker was a month out of his birthday, 69 goddamn years old. And in comes fucking Pinchy, uh, fucking Pagano, fucking suicide dies. He just did <laughs> next the shit out of himself. I was like, well, he's fucking dead. But they was out here. This old man was getting it. This old man, Connect was out here getting it. This is 70 year old man. He his eyes were like this. He was, I don't know if he was tired or he was stoned or both. <laughs> he was just, oh, I'm old. I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. I, I thought it was, oh, the headgear is too heavy for him. Fuck no. He's just my man's old. <laughs> that's how he walks to the fridge. <laughs> Real slow. But hey, that's, I, I would I will admit that that triple mania was mad entertaining. I'm suddenly reminded of Will Smith in one of the Men in Black movies. I can't remember. I think it was the first one, actually, when he just goes, yo, old guys. Yes, that was the first one. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, up next, we have Maddie to Nobody. Um, I'm going to call it. A dude calls himself a legend. Dude got 59 followers. Sit the fuck down. 
Uh, don't ever call yourself a legend. That's not no. We got just over three hundred, and I'm the captain. No, actually, we, we got over a thousand on Twitter. I was gonna um, say. But anyway, uh, he says, and Khan, you and your family ruin AEW and other companies only with your money, 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 money. Shane O'Mac, that is all. All other things are not important for your and your fucking family. One year ago, all was beauty, but now all sucks. I want to I mean, get I'm not going to say we're still in the honeymoon stage anymore. So, I mean, I can agree with that last part. But if we're going to talk about money, we finna talk about money. I want to tell me how much money the E has made in the last three fucking years. Go tell me how much money they've made in the last three years that fucking AW has been around. And I can almost guarantee you, I can tell you how much TK's made in three years. And it's a fraction. It's a fraction, Jack. Like that was that, without releasing a bunch of people every couple of months. He ain't released a fucking who? Okay, he's released a couple people. Uh, no, pause. He ain't actually released nobody. No, he's they contract contracts go out. Yep, and just said, okay, thanks for you know, thanks for hanging out. See you later. He ain't fired nobody. He is not padding his pocket any way, shape, or form. As a matter of fact, I think they said something about they were still losing money. Probably. And that's, I mean, yeah, I would be surprised. But that's my game. Like, again, in three fucking years, a company that is literally based off of a fucking tweet, a god, this is where people forget this part. This was a tweet sent to Dave, a qu- or pause, a question sent to Dave Meltzer, the motherfucker you all hate, or half of you fuckers hate. I'm going to go with half. Let's cut, cut the demographic here. Half of you motherfuckers hate this cat. The question was, can a Ring of Honor sell a, a, a thousand, a hundred thousand seat building or something like that? Sell out an arena, something or another. I forget what the yeah. fucking question was. Was it 5,000 seat? I think 10, maybe 000. it was a 5,000 seat, something like that. <clears throat> was it, could they sell out an arena of a normal size? So they said, fuck you. And they did. But they I'll did take it. that bet, Dave. Yeah, exactly. That was the they, tweet. And now, yeah, well, they'll take that bet. And I think that was what Cody sent back. Yeah. And so they gambled on it and they got a hold of, uh, dude, it was pretty much all of Ring of Honor put up the money and people are still bitter about it and da 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 da. But the last time I checked, Ring of Honor owned the rights or had owned the rights to all of, all, Excuse me, of all in. Yeah. So again, why is that what really we're going to go? Oh, the fucking box didn't pay for shit. Well, they also they can't use this footage that started their company. It's kind of, it's like, now. Stop, yeah, exactly. Stop fucking nitpicking. Come on. But to finally finish it, like this is how it all fucking started. Started from the tweet. Now the thing happened. And in three fucking years, and in three fucking years, they not only have, a television deal on two channels, but they're already in talks for a streaming deal. They've been selling average over 200,000 buys on pay-per-view on average. So again, in three years, in the first three years, the WWE was around how much money did Vince make? The fuck that hold on in the, in the first 10 years, Vince was around how much money he made. Stop it. Stop it. If you can't play both sides of the coin, I don't want to hear this argument. Knock it off. That last line, too. I want to get that on a T-shirt. All was beauty, but now 
all sucks. I mean that that I honestly, <laughs> it's very poetic. That's very poetic and a great phrase. It belongs on a T-shirt. All was beauty. Good, good for you for fucking putting that there, Jack. Uh, but this is why they are marks, and that's the shit they say. So uh, we've already touched on it. So let's go straight to the the, uh, the releases. Uh, NXT has been rated a little bit this past week, but the most like I think there was three really shocking ones. Um, Harland, who was supposedly the next big thing. If you watch NXT for fucking 20 seconds, he was the next big nothing. (laughs) But then again, they didn't fucking do anything. He can't. You can't. I'm sorry. I hate to keep interrupting you, but you can't get nobody fucking over if you can't do this. If you can't do this, if you can't talk a fucking little bit, you can't get over. I think the whole next big thing deal came from he looks like Brock Lesnar. And that, he, and he looked they, just like Brock, but then they, they completely changed him and turned him into Solomon Grundy. <laughs> <laughs> I did not think of that. Holy shit. I did not think of that. He's mute. He looks like a freak. Of course, he's not going to get over anymore. Before, nah. he looked like a genetic freak. Mm-hmm. My, uh, the, uh, what was the idea, original idea? Him and Mandy Rose or something like that? Or at least that was what people thought. Why not go with that? Give this big monster a hot valet. You want to get hot women over, right? Bring back the valet. And oh, this, yeah. and I mean, I don't think the kid would have went, you know, to the fucking moon, like, you know, Cameron Grimes or nothing like that. But I think <laughs> it would have been way more helpful. Instead, you took him and you partnered him pretty much with a dude who they're already trying to get over in his own way. Like they wanted him to be a big star from the looks of it more than they wanted homeboy to be a big star. Oh yeah. Gacy. Yeah. Gacy. We had Solomon Grundy and Ted Bundy. <laughs> I like what it all. What um, a team. The most shocking one for me was Dakota Kai. Uh, it had, I a, mean, had it come sooner or later. Yeah. She's been shafted over and over and over and over and over and over. Yeah. They don't give a shit. Like the amount of times she got close to the women's title, not the tag team titles, the women's title, mm-hmm. and just nope. But then whenever she did get the tag team titles, it was for like five minutes. I want to say she had like three attempts at the at the world title. Yeah, and I'm like, again, you couldn't pay one of them off. No, none. The and and her tag team run was a, a few weeks. The first, well, she she her and Mikel were the first NXT women's tag team champions, and they lost them the same freaking night. Oh, that's right. In this, that's what it was. That, and then the second what, run was a couple of weeks ago. It lasted like a week or two. So if you're willing to give her shit ass title reign, then why not just give her the belt? And she was give over that, too. Give her that little bit of extra recognition to keep her momentum. She, oh, even changed she wasn't a strong champion, but at least she was champion. She even changed her look to look more diva-ish. Facts. Like in the past year too, and it didn't help. No. Um, what the fuck this last gimmick was and they also released Malcolm Bivens who was pretty much like the behind the only faction left in NXT yeah that didn't make no sense to me Roger Strong's got nobody left (laughs) I mean fucking let's see uh, is Roddy gone or not no he's asked for his release multiple (laughs) times apparently and they keep saying no but they've just released all these guys (laughs) of course not of course not. They have no intention of properly using this guy to any true capacity. And yet we're not going to release you. 
because we know where you're going to go. Right. And just like I said last week, you're going to complete the set. It, thank you. And just like <laughs> I said last week, VK is willing to just keep paying to keep you away from anybody else. And I mean, shit, I, he did that with Kevin. Kevin Owens resigned. Okay. But again, yeah. Kevin may have his reasons and shit, but let's keep it funky. Kevin Owens resigned. I don't know what's going on with Sami Zayn. I swear to God, his I think he's pretty happy. Uh, I mean, well, if he's happy, then hey, I'm more. I'm just. I know that there's a bunch of dudes on that roster that I think should be gone because they're not going to get any kind of true utilization. But again, I'm also not going to complain about their money, and I'm not going to try to get any money out of their mouth. No. After that short interruption, because apparently we have to upgrade. Nobody told us this shit on Zoom. apparently anybody that wants to go to zoom you only get 40 minutes free that's right keep your episode short and sweet jack (laughs) all right then so backlash predictions oh he is right bub um i refuse to use the full name that wwe choose to call it but i will call it wrestlemania rematch because (laughs) that's pretty much what this fucking show is right jack Jeez. Uh, let's actually do a count of the amount of rematches. So we got Charlotte Ronda, Cody, Seth, uh, okay. AJ okay. Edge, Lashley, almost. We got four rematches out of six. Four rematch. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's kick it off with the most, the one I give the most least shit about. Happy Corbin versus Mad Cat Moss. Happy Corbin. Fucking wow. <laughs> uh, wait a minute. Don't they fucking... I thought they worked together. Not anymore. That's just what happens when you don't give a shit about the product. Um, <laughs> I, fuck. I don't know Are why you? they broke up or whatever, but... Oh, trust me. I wish I, I didn't know any more than I don't. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually reading the thing off fucking Wikipedia to see what it says. Uh, decision arose. They just fucking got mad at each other. Yeah. <laughs> Tension That's... continued to grow between the two, and a match was scheduled for WrestleMania Backlash. Okay. <laughs> uh, I guess Madcap Moss, if they're fucking smart, you'll fucking try to build off his um. Andre win, but then yeah. again, nobody gives a shit about the Andre. I forgot he won the Battle Royal. As you should. It's not important. No. Uh, it, it, I hate that Battle Royal so much. Yeah, it's a piece of shit. You know what? I was going to go for Madcap too. Um, purely because I don't feel like they're protecting Corbin anymore. That He's already had Drew kick out of the end of days, which oh, yeah. nobody ever kicked out of before. No, I was going to say, I was like, he was the first. But I mean, All right. Yeah. That's two for Madcap. We're blindly predicting this, by the way, too. We, like uh, son we, of a bitch. We keep up very least, very, very slowly with WWE. But then again, shit. I mean, if you fucking paid attention at all at Mania, this is all you got to worry about. Right. Yeah. I, we watched WrestleMania, so. Um, that far out of the fact of loop. AJ Styles versus Edge. It's a rematch from WrestleMania, but it's just a singles match again. Yeah, but Damian Priest is banned from ringside. Yeah, that's the only differential. So he'll um, show up in a ski mask. 
<laughs> or <laughs> the third man will uh, will interfere. Or is it the third woman? Exactly. Who? Oh, hey. Could it be Rhea Ripley? But either way, um, wait. Who? So Edge won at WrestleMania, right? See, because Damian Priest interfered. Uh, I got a feeling they're going to keep it going even further. So I give Edge another win. Somebody else is going to interfere besides Damian Priest. Yeah, I, I can I can go with that. I mean, it's not like AJ has to win anything anymore. He's he's pretty much the one of the more established dudes out there. Which hell, three years ago you couldn't say that. No, but. I mean, when you fucking cut half your roster every fucking year, I mean, what, who else are you going to fucking rely on? I also so, love yeah. how uh, Bullet Club is slowly taking over wrestling again, and they had the little moment this week with Finn and AJ. Now everybody's asking, was that like, did Vince tell him go out there and do it? Or was that just a, you know, hey, we're out here. Well, I mean, somebody also pitched the idea of Finn and AJ being a tag team, and I'm like, I'll work with that. Yeah. I can work with that. But, uh, I mean, AJ's going to need allies in this ongoing feud with Edge and right. the House of Purple. House of Purple. Purple Rain. That should have been the entrance music, not Alter Bridge's new song. There you go. Well, it's not a new song, but it's a different song. Um, all right, Bobby Lashley versus Omos again. Just a singles match, just like it was at WrestleMania. Uh, what is the point in these rematches if you're not going to add stipulations? Cody and Seth is just another singles match too, but we'll get to that one. Um... Yeah, I think Lashley won at WrestleMania. Uh, no, wait, Omos cost him the match. Uh, not Omos, MVP cost him the match yeah. because he sided with Omos. So uh, I don't see this one going much further, so I'm just going to go Lashley get the win. That's my immediate guess. I mean, obviously nobody gives a shit. I mean, I, mean, I uh, really can't either. Um... Yeah, fuck it. Give me Bobby Lashley. Hopefully it ends this thing and they can just let Omos do his own thing and apparently MVP will be his new manager. and Which he needs. He needs a mouthpiece. Yeah, he's not very good on the mic. So... Half of fucking the E isn't. Yeah. All right, WrestleMania rematch. Cody Rhodes versus Seth freaking Rollins. Um, the only difference this time is obviously Seth knows who his opponent is. Yeah. Um, But I think Cody's going to win again anyway because... Okay. Strap, strap a rocket to him. He's the AEW guy. Uh, there you go. Can could not agree more. He's the he's the outsider coming in. And the last time we had the outsider thing, well, it worked in WCW. So here you go. <laughs> strap, strap a rocket right to the ass. Is it? A... I still don't think he's going to be the guy to beat Roman. But I mean, then again, I've been proven wrong by this fucking company. Is it tonight? The uh, the Broken Skull Sessions comes out with Cody. I think so. I actually kind of. I'm actually really want to see that for two I'm reasons. In, I'm intrigued. One, he he's Cody's very much a nerd. Like we've Fact. seen previews, and he's talking about Zelda. He's uh, his favorite rock band is Our Lady Peace. Who Stone Cold's like who? Exactly. Like, right. They're a Canadian band. They also did Chris Benoit's theme. <laughs> But well, yeah, I'll say his name out loud. <laughs> I don't Definitely not on TikTok. But reason number two, I, I want to see just how much they talk about AEW. Oh yeah, I mean, 
Uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I mean, my whole thing is, is, is how much of this is Cody going to, going to try to push on everybody else. And I mean, my, my thought process on this whole thing is still the same one It's he walked up to TK and said, you know, uh, I want more. I want to be a world champ. And TK turned around and said, uh, you remember that storyline you booked where you said you won't go back for the world title? <laughs> well, yeah, we're not taking back back, dude. Sorry. This is, you know, I take this shit seriously. And he's like, but, 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 and he's like, I don't give a shit. Well, I want the so he title. started to get all mad. So he started to throw a hissy fit. Now and then he took his ball and went home when they, you know, when they couldn't get to mutual terms. I, I'm sure he had heat with everybody. I'm sure the Bucks got sick and tired of hearing him say, you know, oh, you know, my dad would never was world champ. My brother would never be world champ. I want to be world champ. Well, you shouldn't have button made the dumbass step. And you can't say that was a TK step because this was during the fucking time where AEW was fresh as shit. And I swear to God, I swear to God, most of the dudes were like booking their own shit. They'd walk up to TK. This is what I want to do. I like it. And they'd walk away. You got nobody again, to blame but yourself. Exactly. But then again, I also could be, I could also be completely and totally full of shit. <laughs> Um, next up, this is the only rematch from WrestleMania that actually has a new stipulation, apart from, like, Damian Priest being banned from ringside, but it's a special stipulation match. Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey, I quit match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Hmm. I don't picture either one of them quitting. I definitely don't picture Ronda saying I quit. No, but like a tap I mean, out counts as quit. I could see more Charlotte say it, but then again, it's like a goddamn Charlotte. Um, <laughs> fuck it, give me, give me, give me Rhonda, and and strictly off the off the fact of uh, I don't have one. I don't have a fact. I don't have it. I just. Uh, if they want to do anything with Rhonda, you got to do it. You got to start sooner rather than fucking later. Yeah, and I mean, that's all I can get at. You got to think Ronda didn't come back for nothing. After Facts. what? How long was she gone? Two, almost three years? Something like that, yeah. She was gone for a hot minute. So, I mean, she obviously came back for the championship. And they obviously, like, booked her to win the Rumble for a reason, not just to job to Charlotte twice in a row. Like everybody yeah. else fucking does. I mean... So, I got to go Ronda, too, and again, Charlotte doesn't have to say the words I quit. If she taps out, the bell will ring. There you go. Tapping out is quitting. Tapping out is quitting. Uh, <laughs> right. The main event has been fucked around with. So, originally, it was just RK Bro versus Usos unified tag team titles. Now, for whatever reason, they've added Drew and Roman, and it's just a basic six-man tag. Because this is how you're supposed to end the main event. Well, we can't have a main event the, without Roman. Or the motherfucking raw ending six-man. Again, fuck the uh, draft split. Mm-hmm. Fuck the draft split. This shit is just dumb. Just <sighs> dumb. And I, I, I don't understand why they needed to add Drew and Roman to it. Because if it was for the unified tag team titles, obviously the Usos were going to win it. And you add 
Or if RK Bro was going to win it, then you don't need to add Roman to it. But now you've added Roman to it, the Usos yeah. can win anyway, so it, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. It kind of went all robot on me, but yeah, yeah, no, it's, I'm a little, I'm more on that whole thing. None of this makes sense. I still don't understand the point of Drew McIntyre, the point of, of Roman Reigns. It's like, if you wanted him in there that bad, why not just throw him in a singles match? You know what I mean? It could just be just a regular singles match. That's the great thing about this bullshit throwaway fucking whatever the fuck you want to call it, pay-per-view network special, whatever the shit is you could, if you're willing to make a bullshit six-man tag for your man, you could have easily had just made Drew and fucking Roman a non-title. And if and then, you know, you unify the tag titles, Drew fucking wins, and then there's your plan for whatever the next pay-per-view is the next month. You're welcome. I'll take a check in the mail. But that's my whole thing. It's like you could easily make this, uh, I don't want to say more important, but more important. Instead, you're literally just throwing two of your top guys in there for the sake of throwing your two top guys in there. Yeah. Makes no sense. You can utilize this more. This is like, see, that's, I, I mean, utilization of, of, of talent and opportunity is something that E has always had problems with. Hell, look at the fucking Lesnar and goddamn um, Steve Austin scenario. That's yeah. why Steve walked away. That's why Steve took his ball and went home because they they had this whole thing with him and Brock planned and oh you and Brock is going to be awesome, and he's like cool. So what pay per view? Oh, we're going to do it on Raw. Yeah, and a King of the Ring qualifier. Yeah, it's, you're going to give this shit away on free TV. Well, yeah, it'll be great. With no build. Bye. <laughs> like it, it, that is, I mean, call it old school thought process. Call it old school booking. It, it must, shit needs to make sense, and this, the six men don't make no sense. No, um, and like I said, if RK Bro was going to win, you didn't, didn't need to add Roman because now you shot yourselves in the foot. If Usos were going to win anyway, you didn't need to add Roman. So either way, either way, Roman and Drew did not need to be added. No, um, so I'm just going to go bloodline. I mean, yeah. What else can you go? The second any if Roman gets in there, you got to lean towards him. So all of our predictions match up for this pay per view. That tells you a lot. Yeah. <laughs> now this is this may be one of the another network special, but it's as fucking predictable as the last one. Oh yeah, yeah. So on to less predictable stuff. AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. TSK was unhappy with the first result last night. Jeff Hardy advances in the Owen Hart tournament, de- defeating Bobby Fish. How do you feel about it? Bob the Fish, uh, everybody's dad, Bob the Fish. I'm not too... Uh, I don't want to say, like, oh, I'm upset, this is ridiculous. I pretty much fucking figured that, that Jeff was going to win. It was. Yeah. It's just one of those things that we, we all saw coming. However, Jeff... Uh, and I'm going to say this and I'm going to already get some goddamn heat and all this other stuff. It's time for Jeff. And I've been saying this about Matt. It's time for them to go away. It's time for them to go home. I understand that the reason they're in AEW is for the simple um, dream match nostalgia factor, whatever the fuck, you know, uh, the Hardys versus the Bucks, the Hardys versus FTR, the Hardys versus Jur- uh, Jurassic Express and and so on and so forth. You know, the Briscoes, heaven forbid, and 
who else fucking comes out of the fucking woodworks? I get it. And I'm all for fucking dream matches. I am. Trust me. But not the expense of every fucking time I see Jeff, he's squishing somebody. Not not at the fucking expense of every fucking time I see Matt wrestle. He fucking is just sloppy and old and looks like he's not trying to be there. They're done. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug, but I'm trying to get off it. All right. And and it starts with them going bye bye very soon. So let, let's get your your storylines out of the way. Darby beats Jeff. Good for him. Move on. You know, you beat a legend or whatever the fuck you want to call this fucking nerd. You know, maybe you have Sting and Darby versus the Hardys. You know, maybe you do uh, the Bucks and the Hardys and then you do FTR and the Hardys. They they lose their one and only title opportunity and they go away. They need to be gone uh, fucking before August in my mind, but they'll probably be there longer. I just I'm I I'm done. I'm done. Me personally, I'm done. It's just I can't. And then, like I said, when and no disrespect to, 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 to Jeff, he's an older dude. Dude's been wearing and tearing on his body. He also had, you know, all of his uh, battles, if you will. So, you know, but that gives you no fucking excuse to be squishing people with a move you've been doing for since the fucking 90s, dude. If big ass Wardlow, if big ass Wardlow can do it and make it look fucking pretty, you can do it. Yeah. See, I don't have a problem with the Hardys being in AEW per se. Like, mm-hmm. I'm all for these tag team matches with the Bucks, with FTR and stuff. Right. But they don't need to be in these tournaments. No. Like, they waited so long to come back together as a tag team. Why are they in a singles tournament? I get it. It's Owen Hart's legacy. Everybody wants to be a part of it, but... Yeah. But this but this is, was a perfect opportunity for you to put over up-and-coming young talent. And you got plenty of them. Think about how Danny Garcia could have been in this tournament. How uh, Lee Moriarty could have been in this tournament. You know, Jungle Boy. Uh, there's... Like a bunch of dudes. I mean, Jungle Boy ended up losing, but still, there's a bunch of dudes. Um, the the brackets are now well. Ray Phoenix defeated Dante Martin. Uh, oh yeah, oh. so much for Dante Martin's career-ending injury. Oh, you mean oh you mean Phoenix's? <laughs> no, the, the the sheet said Dante was like fucked up, and then he was like, "Well, that's the first I've heard about it." And then obviously right. he yeah, wrestled oh, yeah. this oh, week. That's what you... <laughs> um. So Phoenix is in it. He's against Kyle O'Reilly in the first round. Joe is against the Joker. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get to that one in a sec. Uh, Darby's against Jeff, which, which again, is a little bit of a dream match. You know, they're both mm-hmm. crazy motherfuckers. Uh, and then oh, we yeah. got Adam Cole and Dax. So there's That's some good matches. That's going to be a fucking technical masterpiece, and people are not going to believe it. Yeah, those- I, I- Tell those, you now. Those are all good matches, but like you said, we could have had Lee Moriarty. We could have had another spot for Dante. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm interested in the Joker because... Like, Everybody is. Who Who's the free agents that we've still got around right now that nobody's picked up? I mean, there's... Uh, let's see. Who was the couple? I'm not thinking of a free agent. Ring of Honor? I was thinking of a Ring of Honor guy, but because the door's open and because of where Owen started, it, it's got to be somebody from Japan. That would be cool. That or, or 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 Miro. Oh yeah, Miro's due back. Miro's been due back, so he's the number one on my list. Is oh shit, Miro and Miro. Joe. It, 
hoss me down. Fuck you, and see, that's going to be the thing where you're not going to want Joe to lose and you're not going to want Miro to lose. So, uh, 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 what do we do? Setting him saying, fucks him over. That's yeah. what happened. Ah, fuck. Ah, I wanted this. Ah, fuck. And it's just going to make you mad and make you want it more. And it's, it, that could work perfectly. That could absolutely work perfectly. But then, then again, I, I, I love the idea of, of a, one of the bigger names coming from Japan. You know, maybe Jay White jumps in the tournament. You know, maybe somebody new from Japan shows up. Maybe um, I, I, the idea of Koshida coming was like a short lived one. If he wants to if he wants to sign with New Japan and work AEW, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm a thousand percent cool with that. But I mean, like him signing with AEW would rather him not. So, I I mean, but I, the possibilities are pretty much out there. I'm leaning towards Miro yeah. because I'm dying for the guy to be back. And unfortunately, I think he's bringing his goddamn wife with him. <laughs> but it's uh, it's a beautiful time because obviously Tony Khan owns AEW and Ring of Honor. We know now that there's definitely a partnership with New Japan. So there's so many possibilities. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the um, possibilities are endless, baby. Even Impact seems to be back in the fold now with the main event this past week. But uh, first up, oh, also, yeah, W. Morrissey, was, Morrissey. Which, which, which we knew last week with yeah. MJFT's, uh, was Wardlow's opponent. Uh, yeah. Wardlow led to the ring by a 14-year-old and a bald X-Pac. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. So, um... It wasn't exactly a squash match, but he did beat Morrissey with one power bomb. Uh, one and it, hell of a power bomb. Yeah, one hell of a power bomb. Uh, dude's gonna get a hernia at some point with all these big guys that he's just ragdolling. We said that same shit last <laughs> night. <laughs> Fucking cat's gonna pull something. Um, and then he just plowed through security. Ugh. I don't know. Okay, TK, I, I, I've said it on this. I'll say it in multiple, multiple fucking different variations. I need to fucking Tony Khan is TSK through and through. He listens to the Discord. <laughs> He's got to do something because I can't. I've kept saying for weeks, for weeks, the only way to deal with all these security nerds is to let Wardlow go in there like a goddamn kung fu movie and just one by one whoop their ass. And yeah. what did he do? One by one whoop their ass. Like, a, like he was, was just straight out of one chop. Just a guy. Oh, that fucking. He, Wardlow turned into Austin Powers. It was just judo chop. Judo just chop. Just fucking judo chop. And then, like, my whole thing is, like, I would rather him hit me because, like, hit the, to the dudes he shoved. Holy fuck. Like, what a violent shove. I've never been shoved. Fucking Jesus. Yeah. Uh, see, one dude just die. He got to the final security guard and it was just like, you don't even have a name badge. Just lie down. Just fucking just lay there, bud. <laughs> Just fucking lay it here. Oh, I seriously cannot wait for Wardlow and MJF. I mean, the seeds are already planted. Uh, I mean, I've I've already started to spin it where, you know, um, Punk wins the belt from Hangman. MJF beats Punk to finally get his shot. And then Wardlow's the ultimate baby face to take it off him. Yeah. And I also, I, every single week, I just love so much how over and how just how much of a star Wardlow's turning into. Oh yeah. Absolute star. He's, he's hitting on every cylinder. He's, he's, he's had the look, he's got the moves. He's been in there having the matches and he's having the promos. He's getting the Goldberg fucking treatment right now. If you know that guy right there, he's getting the Goldie treatment by everybody's chanting the Wardlow, Wardlow, 
which I love, by the way. Yeah. And it it's working out perfectly, which just if I swear to God, I swear to God, though, if they give him like a fucking rip off fucking Goldberg theme, I'm pissed. I'm going to be pissed. No, he, he the, the theme he's got now that he's not allowed to use is, is great. Just keep it. Yeah. It, don't go banging on his locker room door and all that shit. Like, no, just if anything, keep the security escorting him to the ring in handcuffs, though. But because that's pretty badass. I would say do that, but then, or just have him say, just fine. If you're going to have to do it, if you're going to take something from the Goldie Bird, yeah, do the, do the escort and do the sparklers. <laughs> just, to, just to be a Wait, dick. Wait, AEW don't have a very good track record with sparklers. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> um, they did, however, finally tease Julia Hart's heel turn to join House of Black, but didn't Ooh. exactly follow through. She's not fully corrupted yet um, as she failed to hit Griff Garrison with a chair before Daft Triangle made the save I'm thinking it's got to come at the pay-per-view yep same here that so, was my exact thought it's either they're going to uh, have a six man they're going to find somebody and have a six man uh, either on the pay-per-view or either on the the, uh, the pre-show and that's where she's going to turn Yeah, she's going to turn on the varsity or on the varsity blondes and you know be full heel and all that shit and then she's gonna start showing up to the ring and all black and looking sexy and it's gonna be great. <laughs> but just watch like backlash is this Sunday. Um double or nothing is the back end of May. Mm-hmm. When when she turns and joins House of Black, all the E drones are gonna be like, They copied Rhea Ripley joining the House of Purple. No, this has been building for months. Yeah, I was gonna uh, you know <laughs> Fuck, I didn't think of that shit. Those fucking nerds. <laughs> um, but you're you're a thousand. You're a thousand on that, dude. You're you're a thousand. They they're probably gonna think exactly that. But you're that's the thing. This has been fucking the seeds of this thing have been months long. The fucking amount of dynamites we've watched were or rampages where this poor girl is sitting on the steps looking just lost in her own mind yeah. has been building for months oh like they haven't been boiling it they've been simmering it mm-hmm. yeah it's just like where you put it on like that medium low heat yeah every time you walk yeah, right. by it, they, it looks they, like it's cold water still but then you see the steam yeah they even preheated good shit um i'm just there you go preheat. So for the women's side, for the uh, AEW women's title, we know Serena Deeb is going to be challenging Thunder Rosa or Double or Nothing. Uh, they had an okay face-off. Like That promo segment was boring. <laughs> then they- again, and poor Thunder Rosa. I, I, I swear to God that promo she had when she came out was fucking scripted. Probably. I mean, it, it, it felt scripted. It, uh, 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 when she talked, it sounded scripted. And then Serena Deeb, I like Serena Deeb. I do. I like Serena Deeb. But for a lady who's not even in her forties, Jesus Christ, she looks beat. I'm sorry, no disrespect, no disrespect. But Jesus, she looks beat. She's fucking partying hard, boy. <laughs> it's that vegan life. That vegan oh, yeah. life tear you apart. It's crazy. The uh. Straight Edge Society are both going for world titles at Double or Nothing. Oh, yeah, that too. That's a concept. No, I didn't think about. But then I I, I could definitely see Serena Deeb winning. 
you know, you your your champion is the best technical wrestler of your division. And there's nobody better than Serena Deeb right now. No, at least she's literally not, trained women. Facts. So that's a great. I mean, I'm I'm all for it. I can. Uh, I does it suck that that Thunder Rosa's reign isn't as as popular as we wanted it to be? Yeah, but did we really expect it to be anything more than this? Like, really think about it for a second. Did you really think it would be anything more than what we're dealing with right now? I think it's it's very similar to Hangman. Like, all the excitement was in the build and the chase, and now they both got the titles, and it's like, what can you do with them? But let's, okay, but hold on, to, to, to add to that, because I always love to do this, let's, let's see about the spotlight they've been put in. Now, Thunder Rose, every time I turn around, uh, her biggest rival was Britt Baker. Yeah. They built the crap out of that match, and then once that match ended, what was her feuds? You know, nothing of meaningfulness. Uh, the Nyla Rose one was... Did that even go anywhere? No, it didn't. It was a one-match gimmick. But my whole thing with that is it was built on a really fucking bad promo with her and Vicky Guerrero. Yeah. So, you know, that one, bad. Uh, and then you got to look at Hangman. Hangman, as much as he's been having good matches, if he doesn't grab the mic out of heat of passion, he doesn't grab the mic at all. Mm. And unfortunately, that is still half this business. As much as we can absolutely love and get behind guys that have no mic skills, but all the mat skills, that doesn't make you a star. And and this isn't the 80s where you could be a Ronnie Garvin where you could be the better wrestler and not the better talker and be world champion. But then again, it's not like Hangman's a bad talker. They just don't give him the opportunity to do so. They don't give him the the mic and say, hey, we're going to make you CM Punk today. You got 20 minutes out there. Have fun. You know, they don't do that for him. Having said so, that, um, last night was very impressive, and it kind of made me think, Chasing the title, babyface, but with the title, maybe he should turn heel because he was throwing some shade last night. Definitely throwing shade. Which is weird because, I mean, I swear last week it felt like it was going to be Punk was going to be the the heel in this whole thing. And now it looks like we're the other way around. I think maybe also turning Hangman heel will soften the blow of him putting over Punk for the title. Facts. I, I agree with that a thousand percent, a thousand percent. Like Punk's still okay. super popular. Oh no, that and that's that's why you put the belt on him because he's so popular, because he's still so over, because he's still such a name. You put the belt on him, and then you have that world champion recognition of a this is your champ, a CM Punk, you know, a guy that is even recognizable through uh, fucking you know non wrestling fans. Yeah. So that and that it, that's huge. People don't believe that shit. That's huge. I'm not saying, oh, that's why David Arquette was the greatest WWG. That's not what I said. It's not <laughs> what I said. I'm just saying it helps when your fucking champion is known outside of your promotion as well. Like, look how good of a champion Ronda was. Ronda brought mm. a lot of women's eyes to 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 wrestling. As much as people don't want to admit that, she did. I mean, it's. I'm not a giant fan of it. I wasn't a. F- I I enjoyed her MMA career until the end. Yeah. But then again, you know, hey, sometimes we ain't all fucking you know sore winners or sore losers. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and finally, of course, 
uh, I guess that there now is an open door for the women's division because Diana Perazzo finally got her Dynamite debut. Like mm-hmm. she's been complaining all this time that Impact or the women aren't involved in the Forbidden Door, but they were. It's just she wasn't involved, and I, I kind of agree. I don't understand why it took them so long to get her involved because she just absolutely killed it in Impact. But you can't say that they haven't included women when, like, Thunder Rosa came from NWA, and they had um, what's her name, the other lady from NWA, big big lady. Oh, God. Uh, Athena? No, uh, the one that was hanging around with Nick Aldis. I know which one you're talking about. I don't know her fucking goddamn name. Carmella? Carmella? Nah. Ooh, no. Ooh, it's close. It's very Camilla? close to that. Camila, yes. There you go. That's what it was. Camila, Camila shit brick house. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> brick shit house. Brick shit house lady. Uh, yeah, no, she, I mean, she was on Dynamite. Yeah, she was on Dynamite. So women have been involved, and they've had impact, like, Freaking Gallows and Anderson came over. So it's just that she wasn't involved up until now. So I guess she's happy now. Um, surprisingly, she put over Mercedes Martinez. So Mercedes is now the unified Ring of Honor women's champion. Um, Deanna's just lost all her belts now. Yeah, I think there's a reason for this. Um, I think Deanna is being persuaded to sign with AEW once her impact contract is up. Uh, no, I don't know. The only title she got left to win. Right. I was going to say, I was like, that's WWE, uh, fuck WWE. Yeah. Fuck them at this point. <laughs> they let her walk, dude. Yeah. Okay. They, they did nothing walk. with her. Exactly. It's her own fucking fault. Not nobody else's, but that's the whole thing. It, it she's, and I think that's what it is, is why she ended up losing the ring of honor uh, title is because she's still contracted to impact. And it's easier to have your champion be a part of your promotion yeah. than it is, you know, somebody else's. I still think I don't know when Deanna's contract is up. Hopefully I could figure that out sometime soon and go from there. But I'm pretty sure the I'm, second she's released, she's signing with AEW. And when she does, that. she's getting way the fuck back over. I would say this month or next month because I remember her uh going to impact like just before Slammiversary because she set up that feud with Jordan Grace a couple of years ago. Hey, I mean, if it's that quick, let's go. No arguments here. She's she's a big I I said this last night in the TSK and I'll probably get to meet for it right here right now. When when you when you think of the best women wrestlers outside of WWE, the first two names that come to your mind are Britt Baker mm-hmm. and Deanna Perrazzo. Yeah. What I tell everybody or what I said last night is if you got 10 people in a room and you said between Britt Baker and Deanna Perrazzo, who's the better wrestler? Seven out of 10 would say Deanna Perrazzo. Now yeah, you go yeah. around that same room and ask him who's the better overall wrestler, like Mike work included, you're probably going to get a 10 out of 10 for Britt. Yeah. Because Brit has everything. She has the star factor. She has the look. She's got the mic skills. She has the in-ring work and everything in between. She oozes champion. Deanna is on that verge. Her mic skills aren't there. And she really hasn't had that national attention. I'm sure with time, she will be jive fucking gigantic. But until then, 
Like it, I, I'm just waiting for her to come to AEW because that's that, and that is when she will finally full blown unleash. Everybody thought she's like, oh my god, Impact and this and this. Oh, she's great. Wait till fucking AEW gets a hold of her. Yeah. Everybody yeah. wants to complain about some of these other dudes. Well, guess what? They need another strong woman for this fucking division. It's uh, it's a shame we didn't get her and Britt when she was Impact champion and Britt was AEW Women's champion. But yeah, absolutely. Um. She has killed it within the wrestling circle. Like everybody that watches indie promotions and AAA and Ring of Honor, NWA will know Deanna Prazo has killed it. But she hasn't had that exposure that Brit's had. No, that's that is the difference. As much as Brit, as much as Gianna has traveled the world and made a name for herself and every promotion she's walked into, Brit has gotten more television and pay per view time, and that. Equal stardom. I, if I remember correctly, the maxis that we just had in December for 2021, Britt was female of the year. I'm pretty sure Diana was a close second. Mm-hmm. I'm because because again, the reality of the matter is, if more eyes were on Diana, maybe it would have been the other way around. But but then mm-hmm. again, I I say you have to have mic skills. You have to, you have to, you have to, you have to. This isn't, I guess, this isn't the 80s anymore. You have to be able to hold your own and Brit more than holds her own. I mean, again, we saw her fucking from the beginning where she was stumbling and bumbling and fumbling Mm. through fucking promos. And then they went to the cruise and it clicked. Shivani. Shivani, ski of own, baby. (laughs) And it clicked. If he if he is the one that like helped her with her mic skills, then he completely turned her career around in, within like a I'm, week. I'm sure it was a good combination of him and her and 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 Adam. Yeah, you can understand why they're so close. Well, again, fucking Skiavone and the the amount of people he's helped is so underappreciated. Yeah, he has been around for so many people's uprising and he's been such a fucking vital part to AEW. He has been fucking vital. And I and you know what? When they first signed him, I was like, of all the guys, Skiavone? Ski and you know what? I'm I'm this I'm for real. Without he is vital. He is very, very vital. Not only to the commentary booth, but to the uh fucking to, to the overall uh uh Enhancement of the talent. That's the fucking words I'm looking yeah. for. I think he is to AEW, like at the locker room, what JR was in the late 90s. Mm. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Except the cat, no cowboy hat. <laughs> and nobody's setting him on fire. And nobody's setting him on fire. Man, JR did some shit. People gotta leave JR alone. Yeah. Like he, he was always there for everybody in uh, WWE. He's probably one of the best. Like VP of talent relations, they've ever had. Didn't he go on down to the boiler room to chase mankind? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I swear to God, I reviewed a segment where he's like, "I'm down in the basement or the boiler room," and I'm like, "Why? Why the fuck are you down there? Don't go down there, Jim. Don't go down there, Jim." Hey. 
Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Hey, this is Tommy Dream. It's the ultimate Vanessa, your girl's favorite wrestler. Hey, yo, what up? It's Darby Allen. This is the voice of Killer Cross. It's the interview queen, Alicia Atute here. You are watching Max. Max Wrestling Podcast. You are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. We're going to take it to the Max. We're about to take it to the Max. And we're about to take it to the Max. It's time to take it to the Max. Hey, welcome to the Madhouse. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Madhouse. Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. If we've made you laugh, if we've made you cry, if we pissed you off, hit the sub or the follow button. We are here every single Thursday. Now, in 2017, we stole a New Day's time machine, and it was all for this segment. It's this week in wrestling history. April 29th, 2001, at Backlash, the two-man power trip uh, was born as Intercontinental Champion Triple H and the WWE Champion Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated the Tag Team Champions Undertaker and Kane in a winner-takes-all match. Also, it was always a weird Tag Team Austin and Triple H because, like, literally less than a year before, Triple H had him run over. Or revealed that he was the one that had him run over. Because I did it for The Rock. <laughs> um, also at this event, Shane McMahon performed an insane 50-foot dive from the top of the entrance set to defeat Big Show in a last-man-standing match. I, it still blows my mind every time I see it. I always think of the one with him and Blackman before anything else, but yeah, that was... Oh yeah, he just free-falled backwards with Blackman. Go ahead, but... up. I'm like, no, what the shit? Uh, Paul Heyman's Oh My God also sold it very, very well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, another Backlash one, uh, April 29th, 2007 at Backlash. A dark day for extreme wrestling fans as Vince McMahon won the ECW World Championship, <laughs> de- defeating Bobby Lashley with the help of Shane and Umaga in a three-on-one handicap. Match. Uh, and, of course, he uh, had the do-rag because... Mm-hmm. At WrestleMania, he was shaved bald by Donald Trump. This fucking do rag. 2007 was fucking weird. <laughs> You're telling me, bud. You're telling um, me. April 29th, 2012. Complete and utter bullshit. In his first WWE match in eight years. And after pummeling John Cena for the whole match, Brock Lesnar lost an Extreme Rules match at Extreme Rules. Because oh, Cena had to go over. Because John McSener. Absolutely made no sense. Eh, it never does. Uh, April 30th, 2000, in the main event of Backlash 2000, The Rock defeated Triple H for the WWE Championship in a chaotic finish, which included a surprise appearance from Stone Cold during his 11-month hiatus for neck surgery, where he wiped out the entire McMahon-Helmsley faction with a steel chair. And then just left. <laughs> that was... That they were vicious 
headshots too. Like yes, there was a lot he of concussions every- that night. <laughs> he fucking took everybody out, just walking down. Bam! I actually he fucking Briscoe real hard and yeah, I actually think Pat Patterson took the worst one. I was, there you go. Patterson was the one that took the worst one. Yeah, <laughs> he was just. Like he got his hands up, but fucking somehow fucking Steve just snuck that bitch right in between it and said, "Wham!" I think it was Patterson and Briscoe where he hit one, spun around, and then just clacked the other one. Yep. <laughs> oh, great stuff. That was literally arrive, raise hell, leave, and then Rock just I think hit people's elbow for the win. Yep, good stuff. Great pop too. Hell of a pop if you if you get a chance to find it, people. Oh, Bearing in mind, Stone Cold was... This was his first literal appearance since, I think, Survivor Series. The crowd reactions back in the day, oh. that's what, that is the beauty of doing the retro shows, is the yeah. crowd reactions of back in the day. Especially when that glass smashed. They ain't fucking loud like that no more. Yeah, and you youngsters, you wonder why we were so hyped for Stone Cold to have one more match at WrestleMania this year. Shit, dude. Watch... Any, go watch a fucking highlight package of fucking uh, of of him in the Attitude Era. Go watch him uh, at the beginning of the whole him versus McMahon feud. Uh, if you want more funny and less him wrestling, go to like the two thousands where he was the fucking sheriff commissioner, whatever the fuck, where he was hammered drunk, fucking rolling down at the fucking ramp uh, on a fucking <laughs> office chair, and literally just starting the what chant just to do just. Just for the fuck of it. I think he always got the loudest pops when he wasn't on the show all night and then he made the heroic save right at the end. That or he'd show up for all the five and a half seconds. Yeah, and that's all it needed. Um, There was this one. There was also when Mankind beat The Rock on the night the channels changed. Stone Cold made the save right at the end and there was no sign of him all night long. Then you hear the glass smash and the people went fucking nuts. Absolutely bananas. Uh, April 30th, 2007, again, 2007 was weird, at Backlash, Vince, wait a minute, this must have been 2006, sorry, um, this was also weird, at Backlash, Vince and Shane infamously defeated Shawn Michaels and God, God in a, a no holds barred match, it, it was a white light. Didn't it come out to the fat Funkadactyls music or whatever? <laughs> I... For some reason, I want to say it was just like a holy choir music, but I would not be surprised if it was a funk of right. I swear to God, though, no, I think it was like, I still remember some dumbass segment where fucking Vince calls out God or whatever, and then all of a sudden he's just like, I I can outdance you or something. I forget what the oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, that was probably I a segment on God. Raw. Yeah, and he like fucking, the fucking funk dactyls music hits the fucking weirdest 90s or fucking really weirdest old white people dance you've ever seen. Yeah. Didn't he do it in church, too? Or, or oh, he at least called God out in church. No, he did something in a fucking church, though, when it, when it comes down to talking to God. Oh, well, what a fucker. Uh, also, people, do not... People shit on TK. Do not show any of this to Eric Bischoff. Oh, yeah. Because he didn't give a shit about it then. But you fucking, you know, have a, a, a weird kind of sort of thing with a... Uh, a, a goddamn Bob Wire headband and it's the most religious thing on as you know apparently he's a pastor all of a sudden and needs to give a shit about that shit <laughs> you're giving sermons 
fucking yeah. jackass. Uh, May 1st, 1981, Harley Race became a six-time NWA world champion, defeating Tommy Rich. Tommy Rich. Wow. Holy fuck, I haven't heard that name forever. That is a name I haven't heard in a long time. Fucking Tony Rich. Oh, my God. I'm so happy we just got an impromptu Star Wars reference on Cinco de Mayo, Revenge of the Fifth. Um, May 2nd, 1999, All Japan held a memorial show for its co-founder and three-time NWA world champion, Giant Baba. Moses, I'll tell you, was a huge deal. Um, He passed away four months before this event from liver failure brought on by colon cancer. About to say, if y'all don't know Giant Baba, let me put it mad funky to you. Giant Baba is vital to not only comedy wrestling, but professional wrestling as a whole. All right, go do you some research. His some of his stuff is gonna fucking be wacky, yes. But again, this it, it was about getting butts in seats, and what better way to attract them with a giant than some fucking comedy? So. Yeah, but trust me, he is absolutely vital to pro wrestling. If you, if you thought Antonio Noki was vital, but Giant Baba is just as vital. Comedy, he is. Come on, like, come on we gotta give credit where it's due now. Comedy wrestling, but he was legit too. Yes, yes, he was. Like I said, I three-time mean, NWA of, world champion. Towards the end of his career, where he, you know, his more notable matches that he or more comedy based, but yeah, three-time NWA world champ. Uh, I want to say he he had matches. I want to say against Harley Race. I'm pretty yeah. sure he wrestled Flair. Yeah. Um, that's come up in history a few times. So it's like it's the, he's had bangers. You know, he's legit. It's just you may stumble across comedy more than you will anything else. And that's nothing wrong with that. Nothing no. wrong with that. Um, May 2nd, 2011, at Extreme Rules, John Cena defeated John Morrison and The Miz for the WWE Championship in a vengeful four-way, uh, freeway steel cage match. Obviously, Miz had a little help from The Rock at WrestleMania prior to this mm. match. May 3rd, 2014, AJ Styles made headlines all around the world as the new Bullet Club leader defeated Okada for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship at Wrestling Dontaku. Huge moment. Yeah, I, I, I think I was on a bus because it was like 8 o'clock in the morning our time when when Styles won and I just looked down and saw him with the IWGP title and thought, holy shit. Yeah, I, think, I, I think he's the eighth uh, non-Japanese wrestler to win the IWGP title. Um, who else has won IWGP? Brock and Kurt Angle won it before him. Brock and Kurt, but the, there was others... Uh, I want to say I want to say Backlund won it. Time to look this bitch up real quick. <laughs> non Japanese. Let's go. And he'd only debuted in Japan the month before too, when he took over Boat Club and attacked Okada. All right, so we actually have we got eleven. So eleven now. Eleven now, yeah. So this see. was twenty fourteen. Bob Sapp, Hulk Hogan, shockingly. What? Hurt. Yep, Hulk Hogan had actually won it at one point in time. Won it. Uh, oh, that's right, because he won the New Japan League. Oh, shit. <laughs> Guess who was in that Japan League, bro? Guess who was in that league? Fucking Giant. Connect. The dude from the fucking AAA Mania fucking video. That 70-year-old man. Scott Norton. Connect. 
Scott, I would not be surprised if Scott Norton was in this. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, it says he won. He won it that year. He won the uh, the IWGP League, which is pretty much like the G one, and ended up winning the belt because of it. Uh, and then that's right. That was a history question I was hitting people with a lot. Was he was a one of you know Hulk Hogan being a fucking uh, IWGP champion? We know about Kurt Angle's run. Um, you should also, if you know about Kurt Angle's run, then you know about Brock Lesnar's run. Yeah, and Scott the Norton. shenanigans that happened. Absolutely. Scott Norton uh, is definitely, a, he's a two-time. I want to say Vader's also a two-time. Then, of course, you got Will Ospreay, you got Jay White, you got AJ, and you got Kenny. Uh, Vader's three times. Oh, that's right. Vader nice. is a three-time. So, yeah, I know there's, there is a bunch bunch of uh, of white guys that that have ended up winning it but it was huge because aj to now to to uh tna fans he was the fucking you know he was he, he was walking jesus christ for crying out loud hmm. to me an outsider not knowing shit i was i thought he was just some fucking some jabron and and a lot of times in mexico anybody with name recognition is going to get pushed to the top so any kind of uh any white guy that comes in from America or whatever, uh, they're gonna get they're gonna get a push. Like I think one of their biggest stars right now in Mexico still to this day is uh, Stasiak. Sean Stasiak. Wow, something like that. I forget. There's a there's a fucking I gotta double check it. But there's a guy. There's a couple of uh, white dudes like straight Americans that are gigantic in Mexico, gigantic, and that's that's uh, it's something like that's. I want to say Japan kind of uses it to a degree. They use that, you know, you take one giant star from the United States and you make them uh, a big deal out there. And I remember hearing about AJ attacking Okada. And then when I heard he won the belt, I was like, well, geez, this is, you know, this is what they do. You know, they, they, they did it with Brock. They did it with Kurt. You know, this is this is what they're going to do. And it ended up working out for the better. Because, I mean, it, it, without without a without a. Without an AJ run, there's no Kenny run. Without a Kenny run, there's no Jay White. You know, there's no a lot of in between, which is huge. So I fucking I'm, I, yeah, thank God he yeah, won it. Yeah. Thank God the whole thing happened. Well, I mean, I've been following AJ ten years at this point um, because I'd followed like early TNA. So uh, it was huge for me when he went over to Japan, and it was even bigger when he won the the, the heavyweight title, and he actually ended up winning it twice. Uh, so he won it. May 3rd, lost it to Tanahashi, and then won it back, and then dropped it to Okada. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's when he left and then debuted in the yes. Rumble. Yes and yes. Ah, uh, what else we got? May, 3rd, May 4th on Star Wars Day in 2002, Insurrection from London's Wembley Arena was the final event under the name WWF. Um... Mm-hmm. And that's just the beginning of the history on this day. The flight back to the U.S. became known as the infamous plane ride from hell. Oh, no. <laughs> Not that. Yeah. Anything that that was yesterday, 10 years ago. Mm. Uh, 20 years ago. If you got, For those who are unaware of the plane ride from hell. Oh, uh, shit. First and foremost, uh, I, I, I'll give a brief uh, lowdown of it. But let's keep it funky, funky, funky. Um, if you really want to know, all you got to do is go watch uh, the Dark Side of the Ring episode. Which, by the way, 
uh, Vice has confirmed they're not canceling Dark Side of the Ring. So nobody panic. Nobody panic. I was going to panic. Nobody panic. Yeah, the sheets, the, the sheets reported that, and then the actual Dark Side account was like, what do you want to see in Season 4? So everybody's like, wait, what? Exactly. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> but okay, so um, Playing Ride from Hell is a bunch. Is uh, It was pretty much, I want to say, like all the big-time Attitude Era stars, yeah, right. uh, even uh, who else was on there? Like Terry like Reynolds. Brock Angle. Brock, yeah, Brock Angle, um, Flair, obviously, all this, all this stuff. And so they ended up, they couldn't take off. Like the plane could not take off because of, uh, I think it was plane malfunction, engine issue, something or another. And, and so the longer they sat on the ground, the more, more and more and more like they would drink and they were getting smashed drunk. Like, they went through four liquor carts, five liquor carts or whatever. And I'm just like, what? Yeah, they blew through all this liquor, got stupid drunk. Um, apparently, Scott Hall was doing some mixing, if you know what I mean. And uh, he, uh, you know, may or may not have done some things to a lady. Uh, and yeah, we can't let those things go. Uh, this was also the very infamous... Um, Rick Flair helicopter incident where, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say like, oh, come on now. It's not a big deal. It's a very big deal. But uh, but then again, that's why I'm not going anywhere with Rick Flair alone. Nowhere. Nowhere. I'm not I'm not take, I'm not walking his ass to 7-Eleven. Nothing. Nah. -uh. I mean, well, we know Tommy Dreamer was there because he took some shit for his comments on hey, Dark Side. I tell you right now, boy, if Tommy, if you need people need some Tommy Dreamers in their life. I tell you what, boy, that motherfucker will stand behind Rick. If Rick could murder a man, I would never. Rick would never murder a man. Are you kidding me? You don't know Rick Flair. It was a gag. You know he'll make it out to be a joke or something. Unless he hit them across the head with his helicopter. I mean, hey, if it's that big. I guess, but I mean, I mean, I, that's why I'm saying I could go back and forth. I could be that guy and, oh, it's overly insensitive and, oh, it's this and, oh, it's, but I just, it's, when you have a reputation, I could just leave it at that. When you have a reputation, you need to think accordingly. Yeah. It, it was just a disastrous flight. To say the fucking least. Pretty much everybody. The, my favorite part, Kurt Henning. And big ass Brock Lesnar throwing each other around. Yeah, and for those who thought Kurt Henning was a little dude, he's not a little dude. He was not a little dude. Oh no, I think Kurt was like six two, six three, and a, a legit two fifty five. Yeah, Mister Mister yeah. Perfect was a big dude. He was a big fucking dude. Um, and then, and you know Brock walking around his fucking massive ass. Who was it? Kurt Angle had to pull away in like a sleeper hold. That almost got into a Maybe fight. It was with somebody. perfect. Was it? Oh yeah. So because he got into a fight with Brock and Kurt was like, hey, yeah. get the fuck over." Kurt, Brock. no, because yeah, he was like, he had to, he had to pull him back because they was, they were out there. Uh, oh, we're gonna have a shoot legit wrestling match, and he's like, "Wait, what?" And Kurt's like, "Nah, we're not doing this." Like he knows, bro. Like he, he looked at Brock and said, "No, the fuck, we're not. No, the fuck, we're not." <laughs> and it took like multiple grown strong bodybuilder-esque men to separate these hosses yeah all yeah. because they were just fucking drinking and tensions rose and you kept these fucking guys on the ground for too long and all this other shit so it just it 
Oh think, man. Um, it's like my, if you could ever if you could ever go back in time and just reschedule a flight for the next day. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe a bar would have got fucked up, but that would have about it. Michael Hayes and um Bradshaw also got into a bit of a fight. Um Bradshaw pissing everybody off. Didn't yeah. they cut his that's right, they cut PS Michael Hayes' fucking ponytail. But the funniest oh, the actual funny part of this plane ride from hell was Dustin Runnels um, serenading Terry Runnels, who was his ex-wife at the time, and mm. JR had to tell him to stop. Yeah, J- he was... Uh, we talked about JR. He actually knew. took a lot of shit for this because he was president of talent relations at the time. But that was the whole thing, like... These guys were out of control, to say the fucking least. And, you know, the guy was going through the guy was in his feelings you know he she she had it and i hate that i have to use this terminology but she had to fucking no sell some shit and i mean guys and the way they act and this and that and i can only fucking imagine being a woman uh during during the fucking attitude era let alone just in wrestling in general and just to be fucking scrutinized and looked at like a piece of meat and just expected to just go along with everything because all oh, you're in the business. It's okay. Cause you're in the business. Yeah. I, I it, it's, it's, it's gut wrenching to say the fucking least. So to just, you know, he wanted to, to ease her by serenading her with a song, but guy was so fucking hammered drunk. It just, it came off creepy and JR's like, dude, come on. Yeah, you you, you got to stop, man. And it's just uh, uh, one of the unfortunate things. Mm. You say um, Scott Hall may or may not have done stuff. According to Jim Ross, Scott Hall slept through the whole fucking thing. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Probably passed out drunk, but. I was going to say, I was like, maybe he was passed out. I don't know about sleep. Um, but yeah, that was a plane ride from hell, and it did a when when the Dark Side episode came out, it did a lot of damage to Ric Flair and a lot of damage to Tommy Dreamer. Oh yeah, I was about to say if those are two dudes that if I don't want to say they haven't recovered, but if they mm-hmm. if there was anybody that took a bigger hit, and yeah, it was them two that took the biggest hit of them all. Yeah. Um. All right. Birthdays this week. Um. Brittany Savage, who has appeared on Max Wrestling, turned thirty-five. Aksana turned forty. People remember her from the Divas era. Uh. Titus O'Neil turned forty-five. Trey Miguel turned twenty-eight. Um. Santos Escobar and Sean DeBarry both turned thirty-eight. Pat McAfee's birthday was this week. He turned thirty-five. And The Rock right. turned the big five-zero. Um. Hook. Turned 23, Orange Cassidy turned 38, and Alicia Webb, a.k.a. Ryan Shamrock, turned 43. And the only notable one I could find today, happy birthday today, to uh, Brooke Hogan, who is 34 today. Oh, wow, Brooke Hogan. Well, congratulations and happy birthday to you, girl. Have not heard your name in quite some time. No, not since Hogan Knows Best came to an end. Mm-hmm. Or, or the spinoff, Brooke Knows Best. Um. Yeah. There's probably some posthumous birthdays too, but uh, I didn't even look this week. Not even gonna bother. All right. Um. Well, before we go to promoting a trivia takeover, as some of you may remember, Chad Malcolm became the television champion at Promo Mania. As television champion, you are required to deliver a promo every thirty days at least, unless. There's a little bit of leeway. You have a title match coming up a couple of days after, but 
Um, he does have a title match, but it's not till next month. And today is day 34. Now, normally I would have to strip the TV champion because he's just past the 30 days mark. But apparently he did begin his promo four days ago. So let's take a look at what the lawyer has uh, loopholed his way through with this promo. Moses, answer, answer, answer machine. Hi, um, yes, Moses, it's uh, Chad Malcolm, obviously your boss, the lawyer, you know who I am. This is like the ninth message I've left you. Will you please just answer the phone? We'll have a conversation. Good, you'll do some dirty work. You don't need to challenge for the TV title because you work for me. And I can get you other titles. Just call me back, yeah? Objection. Hearsay. No. Wrong. Wrong room. My bad. That one's on me. That one's on me. Listen, Moses. You want this match for the uh, TV title. I have, I have rang you many, many, many times to offer you a different outcome, and you have chosen to ignore me. So, this is what we're going to do. It's going to be Chad Malcolm versus Moses Marquez for the TV title. But, there's going to be a little simulation. When me, me, the lawyer, the man, the El Jefe, when I beat you and retain my TV title, you will get something. You, you will get something in return. You will have the opportunity. No, not even the opportunity. This is happening. When I beat you, we will then see and know member of the jury, Moses Marquez. I offered you a way out. I offered you different championships. I have rang you multiple times and offered you multiple things. You didn't want to talk. You want this match, you got it. But when I win, the court will be in order. So, extra stipulation added by Chad Malcolm if uh, you do not defeat him for the television championship. You have to join the jury. Well, geez, and uh, as head of the firm, I support this message. Ha! Can't fucking gavel. I got myself a gavel now. Got a goddamn gavel. <laughs> so, at Trivia Takeover, um, Moses Marquez will challenge the lawyer, Chad Malcolm, in 30-second quickfire for the television championship. And now... If Moses does not defeat Chad, he has to join us at the jury. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been trying to sign you. See, the thing is, is you see how this whole thing worked and how I'm not getting these messages, but somehow I'm getting these messages? This is the dilemma right now. Uh, Chad, do you have the right number for Moses? He's got somebody's number. <laughs> I swear it's mine. It's Some, probably not. Somebody's just answering their voicemail like, who the fuck is the jury? What the fuck is a jury, and why do they keep calling me? But, um, 
We have two full nights of wrestling knowledge on May 24th and 26th as Max Wrestling presents Trivia Takeover Lucky Number 7. Why is it two nights? Because Trivia Takeover is the home of the traditional champion's chase where you just have to outrun the champion, currently the Phoenix, to win the knowledge championship. <laughs> and there's also promo action as Moses has to contend with as he will face a mystery opponent handpicked by the shape in a promo exhibition. I have no idea who it is. Shape picked him himself because we don't get along anymore. But I don't know what they even expect anymore. Uh, if you're brave enough, whoever ends Champions Chase as a Knowledge Champion will have the option to cash in the Knowledge Championship and take me on in the aha, uh -huh, take me on in the first ever Jester's Justice for the World Championship. Nice. For more information on that, go to maxrassing.net slash justice. For more information on the whole show, go to maxrassing.net slash takeover7. Uh, in addition, we found out last week Daniel Crimmins will cash in his Iron Bank contract next year at Promo Mania 8, but not for any championships. Instead, he's waiving those privileges to guarantee himself the main event spot in a promo exhibition with none other than the Demoness, who will rise again, shockingly. Like it oh. felt weird this year we didn't have the Demon S. It's been it um no, you know, it's been it's been weird. No, uh as a competitor, it has been nice, it has been safe, <laughs> it has been um easy, it has been uh, all these all the above. No, in all reality, yes, yeah, she is a thousand percent missed, but again, this is coming from the uh the the co-host. As the competitor, thank God. <laughs> thank God. Because I, I I tell you, if if the if if our fucking promos were at the height that they were at, we would all be at the scrutiny of the demoness. The the bodies she would lay along her way to whatever she wants would be just like the battle of fucking Normandy, but yeah, just and everywhere. She laid many bodies um, in 2020 for over 200 days as promo champion. Jesus. So I just I... we we have 11 months. Well, if she doesn't take you out, what 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 more can she do to you? What more is there left? Oh God, my mind is racing. I'm already shaking. And and DC picked this. I could feel the sweat on the back of my neck, and I'm not even the guy that's got to go against her. <laughs> Jesus, this that. is the impact. This is the impact of 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 that one. I can't say it. I can't do it all because it's just when you add the fuel to the fire. You know what I mean. Even Chad's afraid, and he's never faced her before. And as we all should be, as anybody should be, it's this isn't this isn't a uh, this is not a normal entity. No, it's not and a normal entity. God only knows what she's capable of with so much time on the shelf to prepare for a comeback. Oh, God, why did you have to bring that part up? <laughs> All right, She's let's... dangerous and rested. Fuck! Let, let's move on. Um, let's move on to the A to B of NXT. <laughs> So it wasn't absolute dog shit. Um, it it ended really bad, and there was some stuff uh, in the towards the end of it that just was just 
the drizzling fucking shits. Uh, Cameron Grimes uh, retained his title in a, I swear it was a triple threat match. Um, it felt more of like a fucking random handicap because of goddamn um, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. But then again, it just, it, yeah. you know how fucking the E is. All the interference, it eventually works itself out. Uh, Solo Sequoia, this kid is literally way better than his, uh, his fucking brothers. And uh, why in the fuck he's not getting a better push is beyond me. So uh, good for Cameron Grimes for retaining. I'm trying to remember who Nathan Frazier is outside of the E. Uh, but whoever the fuck he is, he picked up a win against Grayson Waller, which who I swear to God, a couple of weeks ago, they were trying to push the fuck out of this guy. And now he's just a fucking jabron. And every time I turn around, he's he has issues with Andre Chase. And I, to my knowledge, they haven't fucking wrestled yet. He got distracted by a goddamn air horn. I laughed. I actually laughed at this. I was like, ah, you fucking nerd. <laughs> uh, <sighs> fucking Tony D'Angelo is fucking rubbing off on me. The son of a bitch. Uh, I hated his impressions from the jump. But it's it, it's starting to work. It's starting to rub off on me and his his demeanor. He's doing it well enough. He's doing it well enough. His, his, his Tony Soprano impression is doing enough justice that I don't absolutely think it's shit. So, I mean, good for him. Him and It was just more him and uh, Santa, uh, Santos Escobar sitting down just bullshitting, going back and forth. They're supposed to have a match at some fucking point. Um, now, this is where things got bad. And uh, Nikita Lyons, uh, Cora Jade against Last Legends and Natalia. So I'm all for Natalia being out here. All for it. You know what I mean? She, she's she's one of the better workers. Uh, and it's going to be uh, vital to help out some of these younger talent. Cora Jade is fine. She's just 18, 19-year-old green as shit. Uh, Nikita Lyons, she's in. She's improving every single time I see her, but they are baby steps, but baby steps are still an improvement. I don't care what anybody says. However, I don't know how long Last, Lesson, Last Legend has been wrestling or has been training as a wrestler, but if you ever heard of the definition, if you ever want to look at the definition of green as shit, it's fucking Last Legend. And I mean... I think it would have been fucking better off if, like, she fucking, uh, if Last Legend was on the other goddamn team and fucking Natalia was, like, helping her out. Because at least with fucking Natalia, she was yelling spots for fucking Cora Jade, which, by the way, were I, she sounded like John Cena out there. You could hear her, like, fucking clear as day. I was like, what? It, it, uh, it. Um,. I really liked the Creed Brothers versus Viking Raiders. Uh, fucking hoss me down. It was really fun to watch, truth be told. Um, somebody got in these guys' ear. The uh, the, the Brooks Brothers. The fucking... Uh, the, the Creed Brothers. Somebody got in their ear, and they finally slowed the fuck down. Not, not a lot. <laughs> Let me stop myself. Not a lot. <laughs> uh, but, but enough to not fucking kill everybody, especially when they're bigger than they are. Yeah. And yeah. then... It finished with what I was hoping was going to be a good match. And I, I I took everything that I felt about this guy 
And I threw it to the side and I said, you know what, dude? I said, there's people out here that tell me this guy's a really good worker and he was great on the indies and da, 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 da. And I said, you know what? Let's, let's, let's lose all notions. Let's go into this thing clean. Joe Gacy sucks. Joe Gacy sucks. Okay. Braun Breaker beats him and uh, he ends up getting fucking laid out by Druids. By fucking Druids, bro. Okay, these are big ass Druids, by the way. These motherfuckers were not little. He was big ass Druids, and they pulled out this fucking weird ass looking uh, stretcher, and they fucking stretcher goddamn Braun Breaker to the back. Was so barbed wire stretcher? Yes, yes, it was. No, was it barbed wire? It looked weird. Maybe it was barbed wire. I don't remember. All I know is it just looked weird as fuck. Um, the entire thing was weird as fuck. It this show went like it started okay. It's it's like if I could give a grade, if I could do like math, like not math grades, but if I could do like school grades. Uh, it started at a B and ended. I'll give it a C minus. Not the greatest fucking episode of NXT ever. It's a lot better than it's been. But I mean, if uh, Last Legend should never ever 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 be on my television again in any shape or form. I mean, she wants to cut promos, knock your fucking socks off. You want to do your goddamn talk show? Go right ahead. But other than that, shut the fuck up and get off my screen. And dude, somebody either needs to fucking um, really do something to make me like this Joe Gacy fucker, or he needs to fuck off. Because this 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 whole thing is just this whole thing is lame. It's just lame. It's 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 a it's a bad mix. It's a bad mix of Bray Wyatt and The Undertaker. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's a it's a it's a fucking cult leader who dresses well, who wrestles exactly like Kevin Owens but in a in a in a worse manner and somehow has druids. So again, I, I'm going with I'm going with uh that fun fucking combination but it just it's just I think this guy's been like geek of the week like three, four times, and I'm just gonna fuck keep adding him every fucking time I see the druids. So, Jesus Christ, hit the music. Absolutely. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking beard with a lousy physique. He's a one man, no gut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. Fucking enough said there, peeps. Fucking gig of the week, Joe Gacy added to the list. Tracking up to another one at this point. Give this guy the fucking geek of the belt week. I don't fucking know. I just the fucking druids, bro. The fucking druids. Like, uh, like when you and, and this is as a guy that, as you can see, I watch a lot of everything. There's Japan. There's WCW. There's there's everything. Okay. And I see this dude go in there and I literally am willing to sustain my disbelief for this fucker. And he goes out there and he serves me a giant bowl of crap. And I'm just, I'm just not about it. I'm sorry. I'm just not about it. Just fucking, I don't even know. And then he doesn't even have his muscle anymore. Harlan's gone. So it's like fucking, what are you dude? And why? Now you're just a lonely, creepy motherfucker. 
Now you're a lonely, <laughs> creepy mofo who was fucking kidnapping dudes' dads, and now you're kidnapping this guy. And that's what half of NXT has been for fucking years is kidnapping people. Yeah. Jesus. So, Joe, I think it's the third or fourth time it's been Joe Gacy. I'm surprised it's not 15. <laughs> um, all right, for the best of the week. So, uh, rest of the week, I think I'm going to give it to somebody who has waited for a long time to get the opportunity they had this past week. Um, they didn't win the match, but it was still maybe the beginning of something bigger. So, rest of the week, Deanna Perrazzo. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> moment of the week, I... You know what? If I was really a mark, I would have given it to uh, Hook and Danhausen teasing, teaming up, which we've talked about before. Yes. They didn't go through with their match. They just oh. ended up getting attacked and possibly. Well, it looks like Danhausen wants to team up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think moment of the week. Uh, I actually don't know. Um, there was nothing huge. This week that really, really stood out. Mm. So I'm trying to think for you here. Um, moment of the week. Moment of the week. I uh, think actually I'm going to give it to Julia Hart's tease of finally go, joining nice. the House of Black. Very unique. Um, and as for dumbest moment of the week, well. I didn't watch it myself, but I've heard enough about it. Whatever the fucking druid thing was with Joe Gacy. Shit, dumb. <laughs> and Shit. your week is complete. Thank you, everybody, for spending your Thursday with us. You know where to find us at Max Wrestling UK on Twitter and the Captain 512 and at SMR Podnet. Once again, the website, maxwrestling.net. We will see how this whole producing goes with Zoom. Otherwise, we may be back on Skype next week. Because yeah, they, well, they also want to yeah. charge us for it. Oh, Lord have mercy. Um, now, listen up, you pencil neck geeks. This is what Moses has for you this week. All right, so Bolt Rant is going to be slow and dying. Uh, a couple of episodes didn't drop when they were supposed to, mainly because by the fucking time I went to go drop them, all the news that already dropped happens. Um, there's going to be a recap and a preview, so there will be at least two more episodes of Bolt Rant happening before there's any real big like news and stuff worth getting into training camps uh, or mandatory camp has already started, but rookie mandatory camp hasn't yet. So I, I don't like getting into that stuff. I want to wait till guys are pretty much in pads, but we'll see how it goes as it goes. But, 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 but it's may. And, uh, or as, or as they would say all the time on TikTok, it's going to be may, but it's already may. So uh, retro's back. Coming back on Monday. Coming back Monday, this Monday, actually, if I'm not mistaken. I cannot tell you the episodes. Why? Because I don't remember them. I've watched. No, <laughs> you don't understand. With all the stuff that I've been doing, I did my GED tests out of the way. I've been doing my homework for the college. Thank you for that. I much appreciate you. Yes, and fucking I'm what they call high school equivalent now. Um, but I've been taking two hours a day to kind of streamline raw nitros 
And I have three episodes in the bag, written, non-recorded, but written. And I don't remember where I am right now. I believe I stomped at a pay-per-view, not Halloween Havoc, what came after Halloween Havoc, Uh, the Great American Bash. I think that's right. Or no, Starcade, Starcade. That's where I was at, Starcade. I'm watching Starcade. No, I had already watched Fall Brawl. No, I, I was watching Starcade. It was the one after uh, Roddy Piper had re- uh, debuted. Nice. So I was watching that. That's probably going to be the... F- I'm sure there's a WWF pay-per-view before it. So I'm not going to say that's the that, that one's going to be the first pay-per-view, but we'll see. But yeah, Retro's coming back hard. Monday we're with episodes, and we're going to do it like how we used to. Each and every week is going to be a, a Raw and a Nitro. And when we get to a pay-per-view, there will be no Raw Nitro. There will be a pay-per-view review, a retro pay-per-view. So we're going to follow the timeline. If that means, you know, one weekend it's this and the next weekend it's another pay-per-view, then, hey, we're following the timeline. So if you all really thought you really loved the Attitude Era, jump on Retro Rewind. Let's see if that really sticks. All right. And if you haven't already, go watch Episode 2 of Open Road Season 2. Um at the end of the first yes. episode, Phoenix. Where are we? Where? <laughs> Chad gets where confused we? as hell about where the hell we're going. I mean, so do I, and I'm the one doing the driving. Um, we basically just got <laughs> my lost. Favorite part, around. My favorite part is, are we going to walk through that road with a puddle? Like, no, we're going to go get the car. That shit, that was my favorite part. Like, I'm not walking through that puddle. I'm going to get the car. We're going to drive through it. <laughs> favorite part ever. Um... My favorite quote from Chad in this episode is, where are we? Um, we yeah. literally just drove round and round and round in circles, didn't know where the hell and we were going. It's great every time. Um, the place we were looking for just didn't show up on the map, and we just couldn't find it. It was the place where we shot the cinematic uh, sequel, so spoiler alert, we do eventually find it. Um, <laughs> it got it to the point. It gets to the point where Chad thinks it's just a prank and his camera's everywhere. <laughs> I can't wait. That's gonna be awesome. That is available right now on the Max Wrestling YouTube. Go check it out. And with that said, join us next week. More focus. Um for I guess reactions to backlash and further push to double enough. And I believe Impact have an impact special coming this weekend too. Which we don't usually predict because they're usually pre recorded, but we'll uh we'll take a look at it anyway. Right, You've been right. watching the Cap and Mo on Zoom. Wishes luck in editing this shit. Goodbye. Mwah, and good night. Bang. Fuck your promo and stop leaving me voice messages, you son of a bitch. That's a little late now. Yeah, that's right.